snow god that's bigger than you god and we open up our mouth and bless you this morning you're worthy of it all You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. God, you deserve all of the glory. You're worthy of it all. God, you are the of it all, God. And for from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Because you
morning, God.
Listen, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So look at somebody and say, I speak perfected strength over your life. This is for somebody live streaming. I speak perfected strength over your, not because I am strong, 
but because I serve a strong God. Is that a word for anybody that his strength is made perfect in your weakness? So speak again. Say, I speak strength over you. It might not even be for you. It might be for somebody you know. Call that name out now. Call that name out now and say, I speak strength, perfected strength over that life, over that life right now. I speak strength over you. And now say, yeah. I speak you strong. And if you're Because what I've done, but because what God is doing in your life. Come on, lift it loud and speak it over you. Say, and I speak strength over you. Let the say, I speak strength over you. I speak strength over you. I speak strength over you. I speak strength, I speak healing, and now, I speak strength over you. The devil wants to sift you as sweet, but God says, I'm coming in. I'm coming in, I'm intervening on your behalf. God is going to intervene on your situation. He's going to make you strong. He's going to make you strong, say it. And now, let the weak say Because he's strong for us. Last time. And now I speak strength over you. I am strong. Let the poor say I am Because of what the Here's the thing. Little ones to him belong. They Yeah. Uh, Jesus
didn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind, searching for that peace, but the peace I could not find. So then I kneeled down to pray, praying, help me please. Then he said, you don't have to cry. Supply all your needs as soon as I stop worrying. As soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story is. When I let go, I let go and I, I let God. Let Him have. Let God have His way. That's when things start happening. When I stop looking at back then, when I let go. so much going on sometimes I can't find my way and oftentimes I struggle struggle from day to day I had to realize that it's not my battle it's not my battle to fight I had to know if I put it in your hands Heart. He knows your issues. 
can do better than that. Let's celebrate these young people. What a blessing. We are grateful to God for all of you parents. I was hanging out yesterday with a bunch of men and we were discussing about young people. And it's good to come in this morning to see all these people just glorifying God. That's what it's all about. So never let anyone suggest to you we have nothing for you where they need to open their eyes and behold the glory of God. We just don't have junk. We have godly activities. Amen. If you want to do junk, then that's on you and your money and your family. But I believe if you raise children in the house of God, (laughs) you will never regret it. There's something about singing in the choir. There's something about coming up here and reciting scriptures. There's something about dancing before the... Are you all still here? Godly activities. We are grateful to all of you parents for allowing God to use you because many of these kids don't have a car. Somebody have to bring them. Amen. We will continue to make sure we have the infrastructure. Amen. Many of you may not know it. In the other side of the building that we are in, in our family life center, there's a whole room just to dance. Even like a professional studio, they have a mirror so they can see themselves as they move. So this church, God has blessed you. You've raised the bar for churches in this area. And don't back down to whom much is given, much is required. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. Amen. It is a blessing to give. And if you're going to give, one of the best places to give is in the kingdom of God. God said, even when you help people, those of you that help people, that's part of what we do around here. If you don't believe me, talk to people like Dick and Borrell. They will tell you this church helps people. So you give, but there are some people, ministers and deacons and deaconesses, they get together, they welcome people, not just members, but people from outside and help them. See what we do with the money? So you cannot say, I didn't see a thing. Well, maybe you're blind. But God said, anyone 
that will help others, you are literally lending to God. And God said, I will repay you. None of your banks can say that. When they fold up, you're on your own. But God said, look, when you help others, you're helping him, and he will repay you back. We have told you another thing the Lord is leading us to do, which is to build a place for our young people. Not too long ago, somebody sent me a video clip of young people talking. <laughs> I get tickled when people say, we don't know what they mean. Of course we know. <laughs> yes, we are well informed about what they need. And this woman of God sent me the video, and young people are talking exactly what, what they would like to see in the church. That's exactly what we're about to do. And that is going to cost $4 million. You're not going to see anything like that in our neighborhood. I'm proud of this church. You guys are knocking the ball off the park. So let's celebrate what God is doing around here. Open your eyes so you can see. Amen. To be honest with you, the only thing we are lacking is laborers. We have one of the best facilities. In fact, the best of any black church in this city, in this parish, in this region, Central Louisiana, period. Put a big period. What we are lacking is what the Bible calls harvest is plentiful. Laborers are few. And we're going to add to our infrastructure by building a place, an arcade, where young people can just come and educate their mind and have fun all day. It's going to cost us four million. We need your help. We have told you, and as I drove in, on campus this morning, they have a countdown of how many days left for us to raise all this money. One of the things you will love about your pastor, he wants you to have all the facts. You never have to guess about what's going on. We set up our committee. You have their names. Amen. The chairperson is Miss Lisa Harris. So if you don't believe what I said, check with her. It will confirm some of what you have been told. Our table for gold is how much? See, you need to know that. Some of you say, huh, I didn't know that. That's why I'm taking my time to repeat. 
$1,000 for gold. What about silver? You see? Some say $550, some say $750. So, silver table is $750. Amen. And browns, $500. Then individual ticket, $75. Now let me go on record to say if you're a member of this church, I want to be able to stand before the Bible and say you're going to be there, at least your $75. There are some people in the in the house of God, they never help you to roll the boat. But once the boat is moving, they will say, see what we did. Save me a seat. I don't know how people can do that. I remember we were trying to buy a bus. It was going to cost us about a have a million dollars. Some people, they never supported it. They talk bad about it. But as soon as the boss showed up, <laughs> but, they are, <laughs> but what blows my mind is that people forget that we keep record. <laughs> We have to keep record so that when generation comes after us, they can see, look where the Lord has brought us. So be on record to say I support the youth of this church, not just this church, of this community. So don't call me and say, look at all the shooting going on. Look at all the problems. Oh, they done fill the jail with our people again. Oh, they show up with guns. Well, we are trying to solve the problem. We want you to be a part of the solution. So, talk to your friends in the community. Talk to your neighbors, your co-worker, your employer. We have a a list of offenders, Sister Harris, people that have been making money of this church for decades. If you don't have a list, I'll give you their name. Let's go after them. It's time for, for you to help us roll the boat. Amen. We got less than 70 days to make it happen. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It's done. I receive it. He says it's done. All minds clear. Let me encourage you with one verse for your own blessing. And then I will pray with you as we give. The first type of giving the word of God is actually not the type.
surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> In all your getting good understanding, the first kind of giving God introduced to mankind is called first fruit. Many of you have striked out on that because you don't even know. Because all your life you come to the house of God. And all you hear, will a man rob God? <laughs> it's, it's scary. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So include in your list of doing, if you want to do business with God. Genesis chapter 4, verse 4, you will see the first kind of giving is first fruit. That's between Abel and Cain. God wants them to bring forth their first fruit of their increase. One is a farmer, the other one is a what? Y'all didn't read the Bible. Shepherd. All right. And guess what? Both of them brought something. Now, the problem in many churches, including ours, many of you never even heard of first fruit. And so you live 50 years, you never brought anything. And then you say, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. And heaven say, fool. <laughs> when are you going to read the book? <laughs> and not only do you need to bring your first fruit, then you need to make sure it's acceptable to God. Just because you bring it, don't make God have to receive it. I'm not even God. People bless me with all kinds of gifts. They bless me with clothes I never wear. You know why? Because it's ugly. I'm just trying to help somebody. The Bible is really not complicated. You do the same thing. <laughs> They bring me shoes that don't even fit. <laughs> and I say, oh, thank you so much. You'll be surprised. Now, you don't like preachers that tell the truth. People will cook for me, Rebbe. And I would receive it with a big smile. But as soon as you walk out, ain't it in that mess? Oh, now you go quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, if you're going to bring something to God, bring your best. Bring your best. That's what Abel did. And God accepted it. I'll see you at the top. Lord, I thank you that this house is a house of plenty. Thank you for revealing your heart 
your children. Too many are struggling needlessly. We know you're a good God. You will owe no man nothing except to love. Thank you for increasing our home. Thank you for every giver in the house. Touch our heart to give even more because none of us can beat God giving no matter how much we try. Thank you for your covenant with us. Thank you for your covenant with us. Thank you for wealth and riches in our homes. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. Will you please welcome our choir as they minister to us? Thank you, man. Nobody. 
to God for our music department. I've been hearing a lot of great reports. Many of you may not know they are getting ready for their concert. And amazingly, people, old members, former members, people who are out of town, they are signing up and saying, I am coming to be a part of this celebration. This is a great thing. They are believing God for 100 voices. You know I'm going to count. Amen. In both choir? Whoa. Did you all hear that? Amen. And by the way, I thank God for your leadership. I have to admit that your, your, your planning is, is, is stepped up. I'm so grateful. I've been looking and, and been listening to all these musicians. And it just looked like we are specially blessed in this church. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. It's called the favor of God. That's when good things are happening to you. And deep down in your heart, you know you didn't really deserve it. <laughs> but God bless you anyhow. Amen. I know exactly what God is trying to do. But I, 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 can't, I can't reveal that yet. It's a, I can see his game plan. He's, he's putting together an army. Amen. Oh, yes, I can tell you. Thank you. God is trying to help the black man in this community. Nobody will listen to you until you have the numbers. And he's building his own church. My friend across the street taught me that lesson. Brother Anthony Mangum. God used his daddy build a strong church and then when they become strong when all these pews are filled when they speak everybody must listen and in his grace and mercy he's putting together the same plan for the black man write it down you can bank on it. So you are saying he's bringing people in. I cannot tell you oh, that was my effort. No, that's God. He's up to something. All I need to do, all you need to do, is not to fumble the ball. I don't know why I got into that. Well, praise the Lord. I was going to say welcome back, Sister Hicks. Praise God. She was gone to somewhere in Detroit. Glad to see you back, my sister. Amen. I thank God for some of you having birthdays. Dickiness Copeland. Amen. Brother Hunter. Amen. I mean, there are all these, there's a lot of good things going on in the house. We are grateful. 
And thanks to a bunch of men that traveled with me yesterday to watch the parish. They showed up and they make a resound statement. 25 men. Are you listening to me? 25 men. Even the pastor is still talking about it. You see, I never see anything like this. We have more men than the people who invited us. Thank you for being there to support your pastor. And you know what we did then? After the church, then we went and gathered together just to eat together, and then we start a meeting of our, our business meeting. Amen. You never under, underestimate what men can do. <laughs> All we need to do is take a rightful place. Amen. Please, one more thing. Do not forget about our vacation Bible school. Amen. If you have not signed up, make sure sign your name. If not, I must sign you up. <laughs> hey, you never seen that? People will sign your name. Because <laughs> you're moving too slow. <laughs> My wife did it. <laughs> I said, I didn't know about it. Said, your wife signed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do we have some guests in the house this morning? We want to celebrate you. All of our guests, all of our visitors, please let me see your hand wherever you are. Anybody in the house? One? We're about. Amen. Anybody else? We are so grateful. You no longer guess, my brother. Yes, indeed. He's a preacher in the house. What a powerful testimony that man had. Brother Dosha. All minds clear. Well, let's all get up. Let's say hello to our neighbors. Just find somebody. I want to say hello. Just...
the reading of the word. You are looking good, beautiful, handsome. God is glorified. Please turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse number 25. The book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse number 25. Thanks to all of you pastors and ministers of the gospel. Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. In some translation, it simply says, do not worry. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't even worry about your body, what you're going to wear. Some people, they have a nervous wreck. Every morning, oh, what am I going to wear? How do I look? Does this fit? That's, that's your problem. <laughs> oh, glory. The word of God says, is not life more than meat. And the body far more important than raiment. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. This is real. This is deep. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for showing us the heart of God. Holy Spirit, I need your help to proclaim this word. I need your anointing. Your super over my natural. Help your people to hear. Those who are in the house, those who are live streaming, those who are listening on radio, on television, wherever your people are, help our learning, help our hearing, help our understanding. I pray, oh God, in agreement with your word that none of this word will return for it today. It will serve the purpose for which you, God, has ordained. I thank you that souls will be saved. I thank you that healing will be taking place here today. I thank you that somebody will be set free. It is so. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Cure for Worry. The Cure for, for this thing called Worry. Just in case you don't know, the passage I just read to your hearing is an excerpt from the Sermon of Jesus. So what I'm sharing with you today 
is not original to me. Jesus preached the sermon. And then I was going through something, and the Holy Spirit preached the sermon to me again. He said, Son of man, have you considered what your Savior said to you? And after he preached it to me again, then he commissioned me, he said, go and share with my people. So I'm on an assignment today. Ladies and gentlemen, the essence of Jesus' sermon, some of you call it sermon on the mountain. I don't care if you call it on the hill or in the neighborhood. This is Jesus preaching. And the essence of his sermon is very simple. Three times in that sermon, he said the same thing. Don't worry. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25, he said, don't worry about food. What you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Again, you see it in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 31. He said it again. Don't worry. Again, in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 34, he said it again. Don't worry. In fact, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. Good God Almighty. So he helped me when I needed to be encouraged. He said, you have nothing to worry about. What is worry? Many of you need to know worry is allowing your mind to dwell on troubles and difficulties that you're dealing with in your life. You'll be amazed how many people profess to be a child of God, but they are worrying about something. We live in a world where all hell is breaking loose. Am I right about it? And the devil is taking over our country. He is taking over our state. The devil is taking over our parish, taking over our cities, taking over our neighborhood, even taking over our schools. Sometimes you feel threatened by all what is going on. And sometimes you are threatened, you don't even know what you're threatened about. Worry, ladies and gentlemen, is an advanced interest that you pay on trouble. And that trouble may not even happen, yet you are paying interest on it. To worry, ladies and gentlemen, is to be thinking and stressing yourself over something. Worrying, ladies and gentlemen, is spinning your wheel round and round and round all day, all night, because something is troubling your soul. 
The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that when you are spinning, and you are spinning, and you are spinning, you always end at the same spot. And nothing gets done except you're spinning around. Because you're not solving the problem, you're not working on the problem, you're just spinning. I have you a, a question this morning. What is it that you've been spinning in your mind lately? What is it that you're worrying about? You'll be amazed how many children of God, even many of you under the sound of my voice right now, you are troubled in your soul. You are worrying about something. How do I know? That's why you can't sleep. While everybody is snoring, you get up in the middle of the night. You got to go to the bathroom. And then you come back, you can't even sleep. And you're wide awake all night because you're worrying about something. So your bladder and your brain are now being controlled by some demonic forces. I'm talking about worrying today. Studies have shown, you know, your pastor went to school. Study shows that worry is harmful to you and me physically, emotionally, spiritually. So worry can do you and me a lot of harm. Say, for example, physically, what worry does is that it breaks down your resistance to sicknesses and disease. You are created to fight back any sickness, to fight back any disease. But when you are worrying, that, that resistance, ability in you is shut down. You become a free fall. Worrying is not even good for your heart. My own doctor told me that. Worrying is not good for your heart. It's not good for your digestive system. You know what is so sad? 70 to 90% of everyone that visits doctors is stressed or worry-related. Even we call it everything else. How do I know? You know I've got some doctors. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to deal with this monster. Even the World Health Organization says United States has more worrying problem than any country in the world. Google it. The U.S., where you are born and raised, the richest country in the world, and yet has more worry problem than any other country on earth. It means, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to deal with this monster. 
And thank God for Jesus. Jesus was preaching and he focused his teaching on telling everybody, watch out for this monster called worry. Don't worry about a thing. Ladies and gentlemen, what are examples of things that people worry about? Well, in general, you'd be surprised how many people worry about the economy. You'd be amazed how many people are worrying about potential war. You'd be surprised how many people are piling up guns in their homes. Worrying about a, a war. Some people think there will be a racial war. It, nothing has happened yet, but they are worrying about it. You'll be surprised how many people are worried about terrorism. So whenever there's anything that we don't like is going on, our natural inclination is to panic and begin to freak out. And sometimes over nothing. You might be sitting here and say, Pastor, I thank God I'm not worried about terrorism. I'm not worried about racial war. I'm not worried about Afghanistan. I'm not worried about Korea or Russia or China. But some of you are worried about your own children. Hmm. People in the house of God. Worried about their own job. Christians worried about their own marriage. Every day is like you're walking on an eggshell. You know deep in your heart this marriage is in trouble. You'll be amazed how many people are worried about their health. You look good on the outside. But it's always the worry. What if this? What if that? Some people are worried about their finances. I even met a, a good friend of mine. He's worried about flying. His children say, Daddy, come see us. And they send him a flight ticket. But the brother is scared to death just to get on the aeroplane. I say, I'll do it for you. Give me the ticket. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Worrying is poisoning. If you don't deal with it, it will poison your joy. It will poison your, your health. It will poison your peace of mind. Some study shows, it's called Banner. If you want to check it out, you're smart. It says 60% of all adults in the USA struggle with worry. 60%. That means more than half of the country 
is dealing with this mental illness. It's an illness of the mind. Anxiety deals with your whole body, but worry deals with your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, many people have died because of worry. I heard the story of a man who had a face-to-face encounter with the danger of worry. You know what happened? This is an African story. You know. He was coming out of town, and he ran into death. He said, death, what's up? What are you up to? Where are you going? Mr. Death said, I'm going to your town and I'm going to take out 100 people. So this gentleman said, oh my God. So he turned around and raced back to the city to warn everybody, death is coming to town. And death is going to kill 100 people. Get ready. Get ready. And everybody got the news. Everybody scraped and scrapped, trying to make sure they're ready. And sure enough, death showed up, and a lot of people died. But the next day, this man saw the news that 1,000 people died. Go ahead, sir, I see. So he noticed, he said, wait a minute. Somebody lied to me. Go ahead, sir. And you would not believe it. The next day, he was minding his own business. Guess who he ran into again? Mr. Death. He said, I'm so glad I see you again. Sir, didn't you tell me you're going to kill 100 people only? They say, I sure did. Then, how do you explain why 1,000 people died? That's a whole lot more than 100. You know what they said? They said, well, here's what happened. I actually killed only 100 people. But the rest of people that died, they died of worry. (laughs) He said, worry is who who took them. I'm trying to help somebody today. Why do we worry? Worry has become... You know, we are all Adamic creatures by nature. We are sinful. And so worrying has become our default whenever we're in trouble. So we defaulted to worry. We defaulted to fear. We defaulted to anxiety. Instead of what the Bible says, that we should default to faith in God. 
worrying, ladies and gentlemen, is when you are responding to negative voices in your mind. Some of you are worrying about what you ought to be shouting about. And God sent me this morning to inform, to educate, to exercise the anointing upon my life so that you can be set free. And I've been there. I know what it is to worry. Ain't no shame in my game. I worry about things that I cannot even tell anybody about. Have you ever been there? Because when Christians worry, it's a whole different ball game. Because people expect you because you're a man of the cloth. They expect you to be holy around the cloth. They expect you to be doing well 24-7. They expect you to have no problem. So even when you have worry, you have nobody to talk to. Trying to help somebody. Pastor, how will I know if I'm suffering from worrying right now? I'm glad you asked. The doctor is in the house. <laughs> there are symptoms that you can know when you're worrying. What are some of those symptoms? You become dizzy. Dizziness. For some, you become lightheaded. It's a problem of the mind, but it's manifesting itself in the physical. You become restless. Your breathing becomes fast. You're overworking your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, some people even begin to have heart flashes. Who's getting mighty quiet in here? Some people, they begin to sweat profoundly, abnormally. But I got some good news. Somebody shout good news. The good news is that there is a cure for this world. I'm believing God that everybody associated with this ministry will be set free today. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus said, don't worry about a thing. So because God said it, therefore, to worry is a sin. Whenever God commands you to do something and you don't do it, it's a sin. You know what sin it is? It's a sin of failure to trust God. I was caught in that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 says, Look at the birds. One of my daughters would say like this, Daddy, look at the birds. You probably can guess the one that talks like this. The Bible says, look at the flowers. 
Here you are, you, you worry about how you're going to pay your bills. And somebody look at the birds. <laughs> God bless Jesse. It just drives me nuts sometimes. I'm dealing with a real issue. Oh, daddy, look at the birds. <laughs> look at the flowers. But that's exactly what Jesus said. He said, don't worry about it. You know why he asked us to look at the birds? They don't worry about a thing. They have no retirement, no 401k, no 402, no 403k, k, k. <laughs> and yet God, in his grace and mercy, I feel like shouting already. It took me a while to get this revelation. Learn to trust God. Jesus is saying, if you will put your trust in him, if you will cast not some of your cares, all your cares upon him, you're going to find out he cared for you. Oh, I wish I can take you out and testify something. In this ministry, one time we were building, God is my witness. And then a bunch of people put lean on our building. Oh, I was scared. I was worried. I couldn't sleep at night. I'd get up and just be walking around the building. I tell you something, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. Some of you are old members. You ask, you ask them, they will tell you. And what is so sad is that these are God's money. I took the money and paid the contractor. But the contractor failed to pay the subcontractor. You talk about worrying. I worry so much, I pee on my own self. But here comes Jesus. He says, son of man, don't worry about our thing. God is big enough to pay your bills. Who am I helping this morning? God is big enough to replace anything that is missing. God's spare part store in heaven is never out of business. Whatever is missing in your body, God can fix it. God can replace it. God can cause your children to come back home. Every wayward child, every wayward spouse, every wayward husband, God can fix it for you. Open your mouth, shout amen. We don't serve a dead God. I try him for myself. I found that he all right. And you, and you know what is so happy? Once God deliver you, you are free indeed. Hallelujah. That was on this building. So when we are big building another building, twice the, as much money 
Then this time, there was no lien on the building. We ran out of money. And then they came to the preacher and the deacons. They said, what we're going to do, we're going to finish the first floor. That's how far your money will go. And then we're going to sell the second floor. And people be driving on the highway. They said, look at the fool. He started, but he couldn't finish. What I'm preaching to you, these are not theory. I cannot take you anywhere I've never been. If you want to be a man of faith, if you want to be a woman of faith, you got to deal with that spirit of worry. I told the old congregation, with no dime in my pocket, I said, let's proceed. This is God. God is at work. He's big enough to pay his bill. Now you're looking at the building, not half complete, completed. You look at the other one, not half complete, completed. We're about to build another one, guess what? It's complete. Cast all your cares upon him. You're going to find that he cared for you. God said, if God can take care of the lilies, if God can take care of little birds, sparrows, somebody say, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm to today. Even though the flocks are dying, the Bible says yet. Somebody need a yet in their life. Yet. Hallelujah anyhow. I'm going to trust God. Even though he slay me, I'll serve him. Even though when I'm facing some trouble, I'll serve him. I'll continue to press my way out of it. I'll continue to shout my way out of it. God is faithful. So this is what Paul demonstrated to you and me. 
Apostle Paul was locked up in prison. True story. He went to Rome to preach. But he got there, he got arrested for preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Paul began to write to the church at Philippi because he cannot go to Philippi now. He is stuck in prison. And he wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, beginning from verse 1, he said, Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And I say again, you want to kill worry in your life? Start rejoicing. Ah, good Lord. Glory. You see, the devil is trying to make you worry about something. Just start praising God. In your shower, praise God. On the highway, praise God. In your kitchen, praise God. Every area you begin to say, Lord, you are able to take care of this. Apostle Paul, even in prison, said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Shout your way out of your trouble. Press your way out of your dungeon. Don't let the devil have the last word on your life. Apostle Paul continued to write in verse number six. He said, Be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry about a thing. He said, but by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. The peace of God. God will give you peace in the middle of crisis. God will give you peace in the middle of a storm when everybody is freaking out. But God can put peace of God in your situation. What is the key? Learn to rejoice. Not occasionally, always. I thank God for some of my choir members. It don't matter what anybody say. It don't matter what anybody think. But they start praising God. Some of them will start dancing. And people be telling me, oh, they're putting on a show. Nobody knows. Like you know. What God is doing in your life right now. Do I have a witness in the house? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Jesus finishes sermon. You know what he said? And I say this and let you go. Matthew chapter 6. You see, he's preaching the sermon on the mountain. Then verse 3. Just like a Baptist preacher said, mm. he said, now in conclusion. You want to solve every worry problem? You want to deal with every funny thoughts? He says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God. That's right, preach. All is righteousness. Then he said, all oh, this understand. I gotta stop. My time is up. <laughs> 
Everybody stand together. If you really want to know the secret of Joshua Joy Darren, I got a revelation of that one verse. That if I take care of God's business, he'll take care of mine. Even sometimes my own family say, no, you're pushing too hard. Sit down. They will tell me you're not Jesus. Let them go to hell if they want to. But I've got a revelation. If you take care of God's business, you see, you are calling rehearsal, but it's God's business. You are calling having fun. It's God's business. Somebody's been helped by your singing. Somebody's been helped by your playing. If you take care of God's business, all this other stuff, he'll pay your bills. He'll heal your body. He'll make your enemy leave you alone. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your player haters. Who am I preaching to this morning? I want us to pray. We don't have much time. If you're here today, it's not like I just come every Sunday to set myself on fire. I told the people in Monroe, I say, open your eyes. The house is on fire. And we have to put this fire out. Lest our home burn down. That's what the devil wants. But we can pray together. The prayer of the righteous I feel it much. If two, we're more than two. Or more shall I agree concerning anything. I share with you how worry keeps in my life. You don't need to tell me what the devil is trying to do. But I want to pray with you. Find your way to the altar. Hallelujah. about something and it never happened. So I spent all my energy over absolutely nothing. Are you okay? Number two, some things I was worrying about did happen. 
but I was shocked. It was not as bad as I thought. Are you listening to me? Here I've been spinning my wheel, pressing the floor all night, cranky, angry at myself, angry at everybody around me. Then it happened, I discovered there's not much to it. It's a third option. It always falls within these three options. So I've been through it so many times. The third option is that what I was worrying about will happen. But then God gave me the grace to go through it. Do I have a witness in the house? Brother Dosha, come here. You a preacher, come, come with you. You're a son of the house. Come pray for us. Even pray for me. I need prayer. You see, these people are real. They don't, that's what I love about you. I, I came to see you. Pray for us. Whatever God put in your heart. Let's bow. Father God, we thank you. Lord, in the matchless name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for all these wonderful kings and queens. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for the anointing, Lord God, that's present. Lord, we just thank you for, Lord God, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for encamping your angels around about us, Lord God. Lord God, and for allowing us, Lord God, not to worry, Lord God. Lord God, but to trust you, Lord God, with all of our hearts and to lean not to our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all of our ways, knowing that you will direct our path. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for, the, for your awesomeness, Lord God, today. Lord, we just thank you for the victory, Lord God, that we have won, Lord God, in you. Lord, we just thank you for the finished works of the cross today, Lord God. Lord God, and for allowing us to continue, Lord God, to stand on your promises, knowing that they're yes and they're amen. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, for all the visions and the dreams that you, Lord God, have set before us. Lord, and we count them done. And we just give you the, the glory, Lord God, even now. And we praise you and we love you. And this is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank the Lord Jesus. Thank the Lord Jesus. Amen. All to the glory of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to thank all of you for being in the house of God today. Thank you for your faithfulness. Please, let's hang around for the benediction. Here's one of my deacons. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Dying to him who is able to keep us from our falling. We thank you for your presence right now. We thank you for the power of your Holy Ghost that it would dwell with us until we meet again. 
Your angels of mercy be encamped around us as we go toward our homes. We'll continue to give you the praise, all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.